Welcome to the Design of You podcast. My name is Leah. I'm a human design expert, spirituality coach, wellness guru, and manifestation powerhouse. My podcast is here to educate, inspire, and uplevel your life. I love sharing with you the ins and outs of the human design system in a practical, empowering, and embodied way. Thank you so much for being here, and I look forward to seeing you in the show. What's up, guys? I am here to record another episode of the Energy Type series, and I'm so excited for today's episode. It's all about manifesting generators. And so if you listen to last week's episode, which was all about generators, this one's all about manifesting generators. And we're going to talk about the differences of the two, what it means to be a manifesting generator. And then I bring on my all-time favorite just manifesting generator ever, So Natalia Benson is who I bring on. If you don't know who that is, she is a spiritual business coach. And I found her through someone I used to work for. And it's just a serendipitous sort of experience where I have been listening to her podcast literally like every single week and following her. And she's just someone who has made a massive difference in my life. And I was so honored to be able to be able to interview her. So you'll hear me basically confess my absolute love for her (laughs) throughout the episode. But yeah, so I am so honored to just have her on and then just talk about what it means to be a manifesting generator. And what you'll find as we're talking through, Natalia is the just definition of a manifesting generator through and through. So, So yeah, so I am so honored to just honored, blessed, excited to get this episode going. But before I do, you guys know that I have to give you a personal update on my life and what's been going on. And and honestly, since I recorded the last episode, not a whole lot has changed other than I had my first group call with The Method just a few days ago, probably like a week by the time this podcast gets out into the world. But it was so much fun. I just cannot get over how excited I am for this group. And if you haven't been listening to my podcast, so basically I run a program called The Method, which happens, it will be happening, this is my first time running it, twice a year. And it's basically a spiritual and human design, spiritual wellness program where, you know, one of the things that I find that people ask a lot about is, you know, how do I use human design in my daily life? And I think what happens so often is people learn about these different modalities, whether it's like astrology, the Enneagram, or you know, really anything, and they learn a little bit about themselves, and then they don't really take it and do much with it. And if you're into human design, one of the things that you know is that human design is an experiment. It's meant to be journeyed with and experimented. So I really wanted to create a container where people could go on this long journey with me, exploring their human design, and do it as a group. And, you know, what's really cool is, you know, I'm going on this journey again as well. And we had our first group call on Wednesday, and just so you know, there's there's two different versions of this program. You can do it one-on-one with me, which is a very intimate, personal container, or you can do it as a group. And so the group, this is the first group I'm running with this program. And we had our first call on Wednesday, and it was just so fun to hear everyone's stories. And something I shared was that I'm so excited to do this program because I want to go on this journey. Like I do human design and I teach human design and it's my passion But it doesn't mean that I get, you know, I'm totally in alignment all the time and that I never get pulled off track. And so what's really cool is that if you join the group program, which isn't available until the end of the summer or early fall now, uh, unless you want to do the one on one version, but you get access to the the group every time it runs twice a year. So anytime you want to go on this journey and experiment and go through this experience again, you're able to do that at any point after you sign up indefinitely until, you know, I end up you know, not running or or ending this program, which right now I don't see any time of that happening because I am like, this is, I can just feel it's going to be my thing. And I just can't wait to see how much it evolves. And so, yeah, so I'm just wanted to say that is my update. I'm so freaking stoked. And the episode that I did last week with uh, Alexandra Cole on generators did so well. And so many of you were excited to hear from her and there was just so much love and there was some new content that I posted on Instagram like we did a video of the podcast which I've never done before I have someone who I brought on her name's T she is helping me with social media and it's been so cool she's like such an expert 
And she's given me all these ideas of reels and different things. And something I want to make very clear is like the content that I produce is is my still my kind of voice. I think that that was something I was so worried about when I hired someone on was that everything I'd be posting was someone else's voice and it, I really needed it to come through me. And I just want to let anyone know, because I had this question come up recently from a friend, like, how do you have someone create content when you're in such a niche? And the thing is, like, T is like learning human design. She's in all of my programs and she's she's creating stuff. And then it's so serendipitous because I'm able to respond to what she creates. And like, I give her ideas and she gives me ideas. She's a manifester and we kind of go back and forth. And then um, and then she basically will put something together and I'll you know, kind of educate her and say, okay, this is kind of what it's supposed to say or not say, or I'll go in there and tweak things around. And it's just been such a really great sort of blend. And I don't know, I just think my Instagram page is getting so fun from that. So if you haven't been on the Instagram, definitely go there and hang out because it's just been, I don't know, it's my favorite place to be outside of my newsletter, which you can also join below. Okay. Those are my business updates. Don't really have any major life updates. So let's get into talking about manifesting generators. And so the number one thing with being a manifesting generator is that you are, if you're listening and you're a manifesting generator, you're a hybrid. So you are part manifester, part generator. And something that I've heard before, this happened, I heard this in a reading like a year and a half ago. Someone was like, I hate being a manifesting generator because I feel like I'm constantly reading about both types. And I want to just anyone listening that thinks that that will not serve you. Please do not read about manifestors and please do not strictly read about generators. Some generator content will be very um, important for you because at the end of the day, manifesting generators and generators are very similar in the sense that they have defined stake rules, but they're also very different in a lot of ways too. And so manifesting generators are very much their own type. If you purchase the definitive book of human design, it's not going to have manifesting generators completely called out. But kind of later that when human design evolved, we we start to see a lot of differences. But the main thing to know in why generators and manifesting generators are so bucketed together is because generators and manifesting generators have the same strategy. They have somewhat similar auras. They have the same signature and not self theme. And so they have defined sacrals and having a defined sacral is a, a, a really you know big deal. So um, that and we'll talk about what that means. If you don't know what that means, it just means and I'll just briefly give you some insight just simply means that with a defined sacral, you have energy kind of consistently. And so manifesting generators just to go through the basics. So their aura is big and enveloping. So if you listen to last week, generators also have an enveloping aura. And enveloping means like this big, warm embrace that kind of envelops you, wraps around you. And manifesting generators, they have that. They have that warmth, but they also have, you know, that big like manifestor energy that comes with it. And their strategy is to wait to respond. And I also like to throw in there that I think it can be really helpful for manifesting generators to inform like manifestors do. So let me break this down. Um, And I'll start with just kind of going over gifts of being a manifesting generator, what that means. And so being a manifesting generator, you are someone that not only do you have a built in motor, the built in sacral, the built in life force, the built in gut. It's all the same kind of thing. It's the second square from the bottom in your body graph. If that's colored in, you have life force. You have this energy to sustain work. And so manifesting generators, they have that like generators. But then they also have a connection. So what makes a manifesting generator a manifesting generator is that their sacral, that sacral is directly or indirectly connected to the throat center, which is the square that's like the third from the top, that the one that's like in the area where your throat would be on a human, that if that's colored in and then connected down to the sacral in some way, that makes you manifesting generator. So again, it can be directly. When I say connected through channels, so you can have a channel that links up to it. Um, like for example, if you had the the 34 to 20 channel, that is like the manifesting generated channel, which this is a kind of a deeper layer in human design, but each channel, channels are when two of the numbers, aka gates or gifts come together. So, you know, you could have like the 60 and three connection. I'm giving you guys my channels, a two to 14. You can have, you know, the 48 to 16. 
all of these different channels are connecting our centers. And so if there's a channel, the center that is on either side, aka the shapes, will be colored in and the channel kind of makes it colored in. So each channel has its own flavor. They could be projected channels, generated channels. They can be um, manifesting generated channels. And so the this channel, the 34 to 20, is the only manifesting generated channel that basically has that energy. But if your throat is indirectly connected to the sacral as well, it can also mean that you are a manifesting generator. So a good example would be if you had the 16 to 48 connecting to your spleen, and then you also had your spleen connecting to your sacral through like the 57, 34, or the 50 to 27. So there could be different ways um, through all of the different centers where it's connected. And so that said, and just to give some insight to manifestors, so I know we haven't done this episode yet. It comes out in two weeks, and that's a super fun episode with Vanessa Henry, so definitely tune in. Um, but so with manifestors, they are people who have defined throats. They're, they speak and they manifest. The, the throat is the manifestation center. And being a manifester, it's, you know, anyone can manifest. And being a manifesting generator, no, anyone can manifest. It doesn't matter your type. Uh, it's called manifesting because it, it connects to that throat. The kind of voice that we give to things, the way that we communicate and bring life to our ideas and our energy through our voice, right? So the manifesting generators, their strategy is to wait to respond and sometimes to inform is because, so like generators, they're constantly pulling things toward them to respond to. And the more that they do things that they love, like generators, the more that they create more of that life force, more of that energy. But like manifestors, manifestors are people who get these ideas that kind of drop in and they have to go after them. And so just to give some insight into the manifestor episode, manifestors are people who, when they get an idea that drops into them, it's important that they tune into their authority and they go, okay, is this, you know, something I want to go after the universe or or God or whatever you believe in kind of gives them like something to urge them, an impulse or creative burst. And it's like, Hey, like, here's an idea, go after this. And so then the manifestor, what they do is decide if it's a yes or no for them and then how they can work with their energies by informing anyone that the the decision that they're making, that they decided to, you know, the idea that they're following, the burst of energy that they get when they decide to go and do that to inform who is impacted. When they don't inform, they they get to where they want to go a lot slower. And so being a manifesting generator, it can they get the ideas like the the manifester does. They get these ideas where it's like they get something that drops in. And so unlike the manifester who doesn't have the life force or the the energy to sustain for a while, that builder sort of energy. I don't love that language so much, um, but generators are called the builders. They have that energy to kind of go after it and see it through. And so what makes a manifesting generator so incredibly important is like they so they get those ideas and then they so they have those impulses, those creative bursts, and then they also have that kind of energy to sustain and and see things through. So being a manifesting generator is about having that energy and then just keep following what lights you up. What we find with manifesting generators is that they're really multi-passionate. They're very curious. They are able to get to where they want to go really fast, faster than anyone, because again, they have the energy to sustain. They don't need kind of anyone to come in and help. They're um, really just multi-passionate because I find that manifesting generators, they there's a lot of different things that they get excited about. And so they kind of pivot quickly. And so they may be doing one thing and then they move to the next. One of my favorite examples is I did a reading with someone. This was probably like a year, year and a half ago. And I just crack up over it because she said to me, she was like, oh my gosh, this is so me. She's like, I am obsessed with crafts. And she's like, I don't know what's happened to me, but basically I will go to the craft store like Hobby Lobby <laughs> And she's like, I will spend hundreds of dollars on like sewing. She's like, and then I have this craft closet and I have all this stuff for sewing. And then I do that for, you know, a couple months. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm done with sewing. And then she's like, and then I'm into painting. And then I go back to the craft store. And she was like, I have a, I have a closet, a craft closet that's overflowing. And so you'll find that if you're a manifesting generator, you are someone who, you will want to do a lot of different things. You're going to have a lot of different passions and they may not even make sense to the next thing 
when we talk to Natalia, you're going to hear about her journey as she was a jewelry designer and then she did social media and then she was a DJ and then she did she was a tarot reader, an astrologer. And so she's done all these things. And now she's a business coach and takes all of that experience and blends it into her business. And so that is my tip for everyone listening. If you're a manifesting generator, do not niche down. If you're hearing from anyone to find your thing, do your one thing, do not listen to them. You were not designed for one thing. You are multi-passionate. You're designed to do all the things. And I want you to give yourself a break that if you feel like you're all the, all over the place and that you need to figure something out and, and, you know, again, find your thing. Your thing is to do all of the things. Your thing is to get excited about what's lighting you up and see it through. And then until it's no longer lighting up and then move to the next thing. There's kind of these myths around being a manifesting generator where they feel like they're sort of like, you know, meant to be doing things all the time that they must be pursuing multiple ideas at once. Like if you don't have a multiple bunch of ideas at once, you can just follow one thing until the next idea comes. You know, the other thing is like they're flaky or fickle and can't commit. That's something I hear a lot. That's just not true. Um, the other thing is like they can't finish things. And I don't find that that's true either. Um, manifesting generators, it's a beautiful thing. Like I'm just a generator. And honestly, I would love to be a manifesting generator. would love to have some of that manifester energy built into my system. And there no type is better than the other, but I think each type equally has its own sort of gift, right? So I just think that if you're a manifesting generator, you are powerful and you make an impact when you do things that you love. You may not have a non, you may not have a linear career path and you may not fit into a box, but guess what? You're not designed to. You are designed to thrive when you move fast and you remain in your flow and you just uplift the world with your bright and powerful energy. So again, your strategy is to wait to respond like generators where it's like, just wait to respond, see what your body is excited about and just follow that. And if you are pivoting quickly, it might be helpful like manifestors to inform. So also just like tell people your plans whenever you're making a change And if you tell people your plans and they're like, oh my gosh, you're all over the place or you're feeling that, who cares? Like that's what's best for your energy. So don't let anyone tell you different. When a manifesting generator is in alignment, they're going to feel satisfaction and then maybe a keynote of peace because the signature theme for a manifestor's peace. So sometimes that can come through, but really satisfaction is going to be that feeling that a Manny Jen is in alignment. And the feeling that a Manny Jen is out of alignment is going to be frustration and maybe a keynote of anger like a manifestor but primarily frustration. So here's some TLC I want to give to manifesting generators. So a mantra for a manifesting generator is I let myself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what I really love. It will not lead me astray. I'm going to say that one one more time. I let myself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what I really love. It will not lead me astray. And for manifesting generators, something to remember is that it's okay to change course. Look out for overextending. A remedy is to unschedule things, cancel plans. It may be really helpful as a manifesting generator to have a somewhat open schedule so that you can pivot quickly, that you can pursue your passions, have the space to go after things. And an affirmation, and I'll repeat it twice, for a manifesting generator, if you're listening to this, this is your affirmation. I do everything I'm curious about unapologetically. Again, I do everything I'm curious about unapologetically. Okay, that is everything about manifesting generators. The last thing I'll add, because I heard that a lot of people like this, is that here are some famous manifesting generators. So Elon Musk is a manifesting generator. Honestly, like a probably good version of one to tap into. Brene Brown Tony Robbins and Katy Perry, all Manny Jens. All right, guys, let's get into the portion with Natalia. I cannot wait any longer because I just know that you guys are going to geek out over this episode. We honestly, we talk a lot about being a manifesting generator and then I basically go off course and start to tell her how much I adore her and I give her just some love for the the, the work and the, the love that I've received through her offerings and her just free content. So yeah, she's great. Tune into this and please let me know what you think. If you love this podcast, I know that like 
I don't want to beg for people to leave me reviews. I think that that's weird. And I know at the end of my podcast, I'm like, hey, if you love this, share it with a friend. But I do want you guys to know that one of the best pieces of karma, and Xander and I talk about this all the time, is like if you just tell someone what's on your mind and what what you think about them or or something that you love, you have no idea the difference that that makes in someone's life. So if you have something good to say or you had a good experience, leave a review leave a five star, whether it's a restaurant, whether you are walking down the street and you see someone with a really cute shirt or you love their hair, tell them like you literally have no idea what people are going through. And that little bit of kindness like goes so far. I recently got a DM from someone about how they've just seen the evolution of my business and, and like literally had a little baby cry. And I do every single time, like every time I see a review or a comment or you know, whether it's on my podcast, my website, my someone lets me know how they felt after a reading, like it goes such a long way. And I know it takes like a couple minutes of time, but dude, as business owners, like we feel like we live on islands or at least I do where it's like, I don't have this massive team of people to bounce things off of. And so to hear that all these like crazy ideas that I conjure up in my head and put out there to hear that it makes an impact and, cha- and changes someone's life. Uh, it's like, that's the best thing that you can ever receive as a service provider. And so I really do that for Natalia in this episode, because I'm like, I don't want you just to think that like, you're just someone I invited on the podcast. Like I adore you. And like, you need to know that. And everyone that I come across that has an impact, like I hope that they know that. And I try to live up to the standard of letting them know. So, okay. That's my pep talk for the day. Let's get into the portion with Natalia see you on the other side. All right, guys, we have Natalia Benson here, who is just someone I deeply admire. I'm honestly just like blown away. She's even on the podcast. I was just telling her how much I just am obsessed with her. And I've honestly just been a part of her community for so long now. It just feels like so cool to actually sit down and chat with her, but she is such an embodiment of a manifesting generator. So I'm so excited to hear kind of Natalia's experience. So Natalia, tell us a little bit about you and your experience with being a manifesting generator and just honestly, tell us everything. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for having me, babe. I'm so honored to be with you. And well, first, like I remember when I first started hearing about human design, it was probably 10 years ago. Like, I think I had my first reading when I was maybe like, uh, maybe, I don't know, 25. Like it was a while ago. And I always thought it was so cool that I was called a manifesting generator. Only did I realize what that actually means, like literally (laughs) six months ago. So I feel like this has been in my sphere for so long. And I used to have people, especially in my 20s, be like, you need to focus on one thing. They'd like shame me for being multi-passionate and it would like confuse them and confront them. And, you know, basically how I started when I was 19 I say this in air quotes, but I had like a spiritual awakening of sorts. Like I recognized myself as a soul and not just a mind body. Mm -hmm. Um, That was also the year that I started my first business, ironically. And I had a jewelry line and I had that jewelry line from about 19 until I think about the age of 27. So I had it for a really long time. And basically over the years of having that jewelry line and also working on myself spiritually, healing from drug and alcohol addiction from my early 20s, I just became like very, very passionate and obsessed with being an inspiration to others through whatever medium that I was using. That led me to jewelry, to kundalini yoga, to music, to consulting. I mean, I did so many things in my 20s. It was kind of just crazy. But all the while, I struggled so much with money. I'm still working on money stuff all the time. Like I'm like a money and business teacher and it's still like my deepest lesson. It's the place I'm always committed to really learning, becoming the best version of myself. But in my 20s, I was exploring all these different avenues of business. But all the while, I was really, really attempting to heal, really attempting to heal my relationship to money, 
what I didn't know at the time, uh, heal my relationship to scarcity and the scarcity in my nervous system. So that all leads me to like around the age of 30, 31, where, you know, I had never probably made more than $30,000 a year in one of my businesses. I just never had really experienced like the financial success. I had felt the fulfillment of doing Ninth Child, my music project. I felt the fulfillment of doing jewelry and also the extreme hardship of having a product business. But then at 31, I just had a line in the sand moment where I was like, what the heck am I doing? And who am I? And like, how do I really move forward? And that was the year that I'm shortening the story so much, but that was the year that I took my astrology and tarot, which has been something that I'd done, you know, all throughout my twenties, kind of as a hobby and something that I shared with others as a means of healing. I took a business rooted in spiritual offerings and I scaled it to six figures very quickly. And I felt like it was just all of these different things. Like with my business now, it is my relationship to my soul. It's my passion for financial empowerment. It's my obsession with entrepreneurship and conscious business owners. And also music is in there too. So it's funny how this business now and the success that I've experienced through it and the fulfillment, it's like nothing that anyone could have told me was even possible. But I feel like I really am a manifestation, so to speak, of that Manny Gen energy of just being multi-passionate and like trusting those hunches because it took me a little while, but later on down the line, it all really came together. And, you know, I'm continuing to grow um, everything that I do. But now essentially I'm a conscious business strategist money mentor. I'm a DJ and producer, podcaster. Like how many jet is that? Like what don't I do? <laughs> Honestly, no. And that's exactly why I think you're such a perfect embodiment because I've literally used you as an example to some manifesting generators because it is so limiting for them to hear like, everyone says that I should just do one thing. And I see other people do one thing and it feels like they figured it out. And I'm like, yeah, but what if you did all of the things that you were curious about every single moment. And then at some point in your life, you see how all of these things link together. And so I use you as an example because I've seen you and heard you because I listen to her podcast all the time is like, talk about you've had this jewelry business and then you were an astrologer. And wasn't there a point where you did like social media at some point in there? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, my twenties were just so helter skelter. Like I can't even believe I survived. Like that's actually been... (laughs) A lot of the healing, you know, I'm turning 36 in like two weeks, which is just bonkers. But I look back on like the decade of my 20s and I'm just like, how did I do it? So really the need, I was living in Los Angeles, very high priced city. And the drive that I had to like do well and figure out a way to like make it work because I loved living there so much. That really drove me in some interesting directions. And social media was one of them. I always just looked at like, what am I good at doing? And what am I already doing for myself? And then I've just found a way to like, transition that into something that I could monetize. And that's mainly what I work with women on. And especially conscious or soulful women is like, how do you like take what you're just what you feel drawn by, and turn it into something. And then I think the Manny Gen, and this is very Aries too, but I think it's also like, you don't have to be married to it forever. It's like you can evolve it. So yeah, the social media consulting was funny, but I started to make a little bit of money doing that. But again, I had no idea how to run a business. So a lot of these things were like very flash in the pan, because I just didn't know how to be consistent with how to run a business yet. Well, and how cool is it now? Because you now are, you know, this business coach really, and you do all sorts of work with people and you take all of these experiences that you had. And like, I've seen you DJ at, you know, like different business events that you do. So it's like all these passions at some point, they all come together and then, you know, they're kind of flavors of everything that you do. And so I don't know, I always just encourage any manifesting generators listening. Like if there's something that you love to do, just follow that. And you know, if there's a point where, you know, you decide that this isn't the thing that you want to do anymore, then okay, that's fine. Then now follow the next thing. And then you never know what's going to kind of come and sneak back around or mold with something else that you're doing. What is something that you feel like more people need to know about being a manifesting generator? Like, I just feel so 
grateful to be in this space with you right now because it's even more obviously I, I pay very strong attention to like astrology. I'm very much a beginner when it comes to understanding human design. But I have to say in the space that I've had of getting to know this a little bit more, I feel like the liberator is like, we get to do all of the things and not perceive ourselves as flaky or inconsistent, but rather Mm -hmm. like follow our passion or like as Marie Kondo says, what does she say about like lighting up your joy or something like sparking joy? I think about that all the time. Like I'm really passionate about home home organization. Mm-hmm. I have never made a candle, but I'm really passionate about, I would lo- like, I'm obsessed with scents. You heard it here first. Like that'll be my next thing is like a candle <laughs> shop and a flower. <laughs> I love stuff like that. But it's know. Like, <laughs> I feel like just like the getting to know, like how to honor what we feel drawn to and not judge it. I feel like as I'm getting a little bit older and I've had more time just with myself, that's been such a liberator for me and getting to know, you know, Erin, who's one of my best friends, uh, Erin Claire Jones, she has actually given me multiple human design readings. So essentially like a client of hers. And it was really funny because it wasn't until like the second or third reading when she talked about the sacral that I was like, oh, no wonder I'm burning out all the time. No wonder I'm just like have no energy for things because I've been ignoring this like core part of me that's actually the most brilliant like guide that I could ever have. Like essentially, I guess like my intuition embodied through that sacral response. And I think just what I would want another Gen to know is like, number one, our multi-passionate energy is a gift to other people. Like when I don't judge my, I stopped judging myself for that a long time ago. And I can see and I have the deep privilege and fulfillment of getting to experience how it impacts other people, whether they're going to do things exactly like me or not, it doesn't matter. But it's like, just that willingness to be like, wow, this lights me up. I'm passionate about it. Like, as I mentioned, when I got started with business, you know, my core drive was to connect and to inspire most of all. And I just think that that's like, what we have to stay committed to because because of that sacral I know that we can have like a bit of superhuman energy at times mm-hmm. and that is like that's a gift like there's I actually just ran my first business retreat last weekend I did the whole that's thing so myself cool. and I was like I wasn't even tired after I was like I just planned <laughs> the whole thing I had so much fun and I just realized that was like a calling card for me like my deeper wisdom like when you feel activated, that's your yes. And you can freaking make anything happen. And I used to kind of, I think I read this recently that many gens have to be careful not to be manifestors. Have you ever heard of this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. And I've, I was finding for a couple of years, even just the last few years, I was trying to be in that energy and mm-hmm. it was not working out in a lot of different ways. And I think just owning like, me being me and getting to know like how this is my system works has just been such as I said the word but just just liberating and just fully letting me be me and it might be spastic to some people but if they understand human design then they'll just let me be me yeah 100 percent. that's like the beauty (laughs) of it it's like not only does human design give you the gift of understanding yourself but if you look up the chart of anyone in your life then you have an understanding of them and so I think it's so So cool that you um, were able to just kind of accept that about yourself and and just move forward with it. And as far as like the manifester piece goes, basically all types try to be manifestors because every single type is supposed to wait for something besides manifestors. So your strategy is to wait to respond. That's the same for generators. Projectors wait for an invitation. Reflectors wait a 28-day lunar cycles. Manifestors are to initiate, to inform and initiate and to go. And so every other person is like, We live in this world that's like, go after it, go get it, you know, push. And so we try and do that. And then we keep pushing up against the grain of our energy. Whereas like when you just lean into being a generator or manifesting generator, it's just, what if I just responded and trusted that like the universe is going to drop in all of the things that are meant for me. And it's just up to me to go, what's lighting me up right now? That's like in front of me, like what feels exciting to me in this moment? And like, what can I do towards that 
and just respond to it rather than forcing something that's not even like existing in my current, you know, reality. So wow, love that that's so, so that's so it's so funny because two of my best friends are manifestors and I spend the most time with both of them, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah. And but at the same time, it's like I feel like in the moments of my life when I look back, you know, like with even with my music, my music career and my work with that, it's really interesting. Like, I remember sitting down at my old altar in one of my apartments in LA. I tell this story sometimes, such a Manny Jen story, but I literally would sit down and I would just be like, I'm going to just envision myself opening for Odessa. Never happened. Open for other really big acts, just spoiler alert. But it was like, I got my energy really activated that way. But instead of going out and pushing and trying to get people to book me, I just sat back mostly because I was intimidated, but I sat back and I just started learning how to DJ and I, or not sat back. I sat back and waited for people to find me. But most of all, I just started to teach myself to DJ and I got really guided that way. And yeah, that ended up, you know, I just picked up my music again very recently, but I really was at it for about five years, played massive festivals, opened for one of the biggest electronic music artists. He's no, he got canceled sadly, but he, uh, it was a very <laughs> Who was beautiful, it? Ex- it was bass nectar. Oh, I, I don't follow it enough. Oh my gosh. That's so cool that my friend yeah. in college was like the biggest, what was it like a bass? Oh, I was too. Yeah, I totally <laughs> was too. And I wow. was playing at a festival and he actually was there and, you know, and it was like my 19 year old dream to like have someone that I had like loved their music so much for so yeah that was a really special experience very unfortunate (laughs) for the choices that he made but I don't know know about I I gotta look it up (laughs) you gotta look it up it's pretty crazy but but strangely you know speaking about that sacral response like I the last show I ever played was for him and with a bunch of other artists in San Francisco in 2018 and that night when I got done playing that show I was so drained of energy. I could, it was really, it was really bad. Like I was like, wow, something's weird. And I remember I was dating someone and I told them later and they were like, that's a really weird response to like playing one of the biggest shows of your life. And you feel drained and sad after. And not long after that, I ended up walking away from my music for a couple of years. I left my manager and I let that dream go. And then in 2020, that's when everything came to light. And imagine if I had pushed through that and told myself, no, this is what you've always wanted and you have this opportunity. But I didn't. I trusted that. And then later on, you know, by 2020, I'd already had this iteration of my business, which was doing extremely well and was really needed during that time as well. It was a, it was a medium for me to show up. And if I'd still been pushing with my electronic music career, not only was the main person helping me, did they lose their career? But in addition to that, there were no shows, there was nothing going on. Mm -hmm. So just like almost in the other direction, I feel like I really got that uh, the the times in my life where I've trusted this response has created the most magnificent and seemingly miraculous outcomes, both for the yeses and the noes. So it's that's yeah. a big example. I've never shared that before, actually, which is wow. interesting. I love that so much because it's like even so a lot of times when people learn their human design, they'll like try and fit themselves into it. And I always say like, don't try and fit yourself into anything. Just witness this in your life and go back and go, what parts of myself are getting in the way of me actually like leaning into this way? You don't have to fit yourself into anything. You just have to come back home to yourself and unbecome. And so it's so cool when we look back and we see stories where it's like, I wasn't, you know, lit up. My sacral wasn't lit up by this thing anymore. And so then I decided to pivot. And then at the time I didn't know that that was my sacral response, but now I look back and go, Oh yeah, that, that, you know, that was your sacral response kind of, you know, leading you and guiding you. That's so cool. And I have to say you're a one, three, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so much of what you said has also just been such one, three energy because I heard you say (laughs) at some point you talked about like, you know, you're still learning how to manage money and and do things that you teach because you'll never stop. And so that's a classic one line, just being, you know, someone who wants to, you know, have a really strong foundation of knowledge and continue to learn and dive into all the studying. And then, 
I also felt like I, a lot of the three was coming through because the three is really about trial and error and making mistakes and learning kind of through experience. And I always joke threes learn the hard way. It's like they want to get in and they're like, I'm going to, you know, try this and it's not going to work. And so it's, this isn't probably the easiest way to learn, but it's the way that I have to. Um, oh, so yeah. that kind of tied with your like one energy is like, I'm going to research it. I'm going to experience, I'm going to do all these things and just see what happens. And so it's just a cool, honestly, I, I love observing. I mean, one threes in general, but manifesting generators tying that all together. It's just really cool to kind of observe that play out in your, in your life and hear it directly from you. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Like I I feel like human design, like astrology, it gives you just deeper permission to be not only be yourself, but also be human. It's Mm -hmm. like getting to look at all the nuances of like what make you, you. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, I say that all the time too. Like it's, like, how can we be more human? Sometimes I think that we obsess over like, and I do this too, because I'm like such a spiritual junkie, but it's like, we get so tied up into like what we were before, what we're going to be after. And, you know, but it's like, what are we here? Like, how can we be humans on this earth? So as far as human design goes, I'm curious because you're a spiritual business mentor, like where do you see like human design being involved with business? You know, I did a post a couple of years ago because I wanted to just, I'm probably actually going to repurpose this at some point, but I just wanted to share like why I'm passionate about entrepreneurship because I've seen what it's done for me. As I said, I really struggled with money in my twenties and I was doing the astrology and tarot thing as a side sort of like way to heal myself. And then also I would do little events and I used to read tarot on top of a hotel, but I feel like the wellness industry as it is now was not in existence. Like, especially, I mean, I don't even want to say especially, but in Los Angeles, like it was almost like, yeah, people were drawn by this stuff, but I feel like I have just witnessed a boom of all of this kind of work, human design, healing. I mean, I just everything like astrology, tarot, like, look at a tarot YouTube. It's just like yeah. these, these modalities have gained so much traction, which is such a gift. They ha- But it has to be used obviously with respect and with honor to the systems themselves. And what I feel so strongly about entrepreneurship is it's a neutral tool. This was what my post was about is that entrepreneurship and business and even money are neutral tools. And what I find so exciting is like, let's say with human design specifically, you can utilize the medium of business, the medium of the internet, and you can help people understand themselves. And also, here's what I always say, when it comes to content, you can consume my free content all day long, you can go to the podcast, you can do Instagram, whatever. But I know the way that I'm going to most help you transform is in a deeper, uh, sort of like a deeper opportunity to work together over a period of time. To me, that's the magic of spiritual business is we get to use the medium of entrepreneurship and create offers, create experiences, create opportunities for people to invest in their own self-awareness and for people to invest in their own healing. And so what I would say, I mean, some of the most successful business owners I know, like they're, they're, they have human design as a framework. I see how much I've been able to grow um, with astrology as my framework. But of course, and this is, I think, just something always important to speak into, but it's so important, like how we honor the systems that we're teaching. I think sometimes people get in a hurry and they don't want to work a corporate job, which I can fully honor and understand. I didn't either, but mm-hmm. they'll rush into things and try to rush the process of of learning or really mastering something. And you don't have to be perfect to be in business or perfect to have an offering, but you really, cause I definitely haven't been at all, but you do have to be from my perspective and my, my opinion and how I guide my women. You do have to be devoted to understanding the system and the framework that you're teaching. And the women that I see who really are rocking, like Aaron being one of them, they really just have this devotion over time of really understanding the system and being able to share and explain it from a place of, 
you know, wisdom and embodiment. And I think that when business is used in that way, no matter the modality that you're using, whether human design or whatever, like it's just pretty magnificent what can happen. And that's why I freaking love teaching business. I'm a Capricorn ascendant in astrology and Capricorn is very like business oriented. And I never really, you, you know, when I was younger and I was kind of all over the place, I never associated with that Capricorn ascendant. I thought it was weird. I was very in my Aries energy, but getting older and just ascending into that ascendant, as Deborah Silverman says, I literally have just found a way to express this deep yearning that I have for spiritual businesses to become really stabilized and really successful because our success means that more people are getting these tools. And that is why coming back to exhibit A, it's so important about the intentionality and the devotion to really being embodied in the subject that you're offering through your business. Yeah. I love that so much because I still feel like I'm a younger business owner and, you know, something that I I feel like I've pride myself in is taking people along the journey. Whereas like with human design, at one point I was like, I'm a human, like I'm the human design expert. And then I was like, I'm not really the expert. And I had to, you know, kind of remove that from myself. And for a lot of reasons, like I definitely am an expert in some ways because I I am obsessed with it. I know yeah. a lot about human design, probably more than a lot of people, most the most average person would know. I love what you were saying because it's like I've taken people along this journey. So even if you want to like say you want to become a human design reader, you want to do tarot, you want to do astrology and you want to start tomorrow and leave your job, it's like you can do that. But just take people along the journey with you of what you're learning and how you're learning it. And then people can evolve with your expertise or what you're kind of the knowledge that you're gaining. I think you're so right where people will like jump the gun and they want to be like, well, I want to be the expert. And it's like, that's great. Like to have that vision and that place that you're trying to manifest, but, you know, still go along the journey and master whatever it is that you're wanting to become and just bring people with you and they'll want your products and services and offers as you deliver them through whatever stage you're at. So that's such a good way of love that. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like I just did a post about kind of like this this morning and it's it's really magnificent what we can create when we actually focus on something. It's pretty amazing. And I love the idea. I feel like that's really been my journey is, you know, that's why I'm, I mentioned that about not being perfect because it wasn't like I was a full-blown astrologer when I started reading people's charts, but I was upfront about that. And I yeah. was able to be like, hey, I'm learning. And like, can I practice with you? Yeah. And then by the time, you know, everything kind of caught up between social media and things that I've been doing over the years, it was like I was ready for the even now, like just for the amount of, I don't know, energy, like it's it's yeah. a lot of energy to serve um, a community, but it's the best. Like, but it's like, I just think now, like I used to be in such a hurry and I was so afraid that like, I wasn't going to make it to where I was going. And it's so funny. I don't even know how I used to think that way, but I think it's because I was struggling and I was tired of struggling and, um, I wanted to like move quicker, but I don't know. You just see, like, I also believe so strongly that like we're guided by something, you know, whether you want to call it the universe or God or whatever word works, but we are really guided by some very beautiful, powerful, loving intelligence that knows so much more than our own logic. And I just think leaning into that, like to me, like my willingness to trust my sacral response to me is my willingness to trust that higher divine wisdom that is not only embodied in me, but is like present for everyone. And we all have our own unique way of connecting to it. But that's been big because I used to just be like, it's all on me. And I don't have any support. And it's all on me. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like over the years, really over the last few years, I've just gotten really so much more in touch with the non-physical universe and just understanding that there's like a divinity that guides and I think that astrology, human design, tarot, all of these different things, they are reminding us to tune into that wisdom and not just be in the fear mind. Yeah. So I think there's so much power in that. Yeah. 
There is so much that I oh, I could just keep talking about all of this because I am. Um, <laughs> I think that that's one of the greatest lessons that I've had as being like a business owner is that there is, I always say it's like be, becoming a business owner is like doing the, like the deepest work that you could have mm-hmm. ever, you could never probably imagined when you were like, I just want to do like, when I was like, I just want to do human design. That's what I want to do. Right. But I never mm-hmm. imagined the amount of like confronting things that I would deal with in my own life. Like, why don't I, you know, wait, like you think of like, okay, the perfect scenario of like what I need to do to like make my business a reality. And it's like, you think of that and then you're like, but why can't I do that? Like, why can't I show up in these ways? And so you start to confront parts of yourself. Like, what is my relationship with money? What is my relationship with my past? What is my relationship with working and hustling? Like, what are these relationships that I've built that are like so layered that have drawn me away? And actually, I want to tell you too, I'm just sitting here. Natalia is just on my podcast for me to tell, for me to tell her how much I love her. <laughs> um, but, I'm here for it. But I, uh, so this summer I had a really crazy experience and my pod, people who have listened to my podcast, they know this because I've talked about it quite a bit, but I had this experience where I was at a retreat. Um, and prior to the retreat, it was a manifestation retreat. I got invited to go for the day. And yeah. um, the day before I was in this place, it was like, it was a Sunday retreat and it was a Saturday night. And I was home by myself. My boyfriend used to work nights. So like he was gone. And so I was just kind of like, I was doing your YouTube, like money manifestations or or healing, money healing. You have a whole like page. This was just this past summer. I remember like sobbing. Like there was at one point where I was like going deep into it. And I was like, and so um, when it would be slow at work, like a lot of times I will text Xander. That's my boyfriend. I'll text him and like, we'll talk while he's at work. And I remember texting him from my computer and just like literally like having a meltdown and like realizing so much about like my ties to money and like my history and like where things are like why I do certain things and why I've like, you know, not been able to heal this like trauma or this relationship. And, you know, some of the like quick examples were like when I turned 16, like literally on my 16th birthday, I had a job interview because my parents, like it was like so annoying to ask for money. And I remember like, asking for new cheerleading shoes and like getting like yelled at because it was like Mm. that cost money. So you can't like, and I'm like, well, I have Mm. to, you know, have these things. So I was like, instead of like playing a sport or doing something with friends or family, I'm just going to start working. And so I've always been this like hard worker, which has been like this label I've placed on myself. And during your like money healing meditations and exercises, I remember kind of having a moment going like, wow, I have all these like stories that I've attached to myself. So then I go to this retreat the next day and this was a manifestation retreat. And I have done a lot of manifestation work. Like that's probably like was a love of mine before I did human design. And so I'm like, we're doing this sort of like deep subconscious healing essentially. And I had this experience where I literally went into my like younger version of myself because I claimed for the day at the beginning of the day, like I was like, I'm going to manifest money. Like that was like my thing. Mm -hmm. I want to manifest a lot of abundance in my business. And so, and then, so in this, I realized, well, I can't because I have a lot of things that I have to work through. And so I went through this dark Mm -hmm. night of the soul at this retreat. I ended up like being walked through this subconscious healing and this meditation. And I was closing my eyes and like, I wasn't on drugs or anything. It was just like a, just girls, women's retreat. And I was pulled back into, um, when I was like 16 years old, I was like pulled back in time. This was like this just happening with me sitting there in meditation. And I saw myself at 16 years old in my kitchen. And my dad was making, my sisters were making fun of me because my dad had said that I like designer milk because I wanted like almond milk. But like he was making, I'm from like the Midwest. They were like making oh, fun of the fact that like, milk. yeah. And so he's like, I guess they were like, oh, dad says that like you drink designer milk. And I never knew that that's like, I I remember that story and like, it's a joke still in our family, but like, I never knew that that had such a deep effect on my relationship with money. And then it was like, during this meditation, I pulled myself to me in the future where I saw myself at like 40 years old, I'm 27. And so I was having a conversation with my older self and she's like, was laughing at me and she's like, you're going to have everything that you've ever like desired. Like, you're going to be okay. Like you need to stop like pushing and worrying and like, you know, trying to skip steps in the process essentially. And then like within a blink of an eye, I was standing there holding hands with myself at 16 and myself at 40. And I was sobbing and like, 
there's a room of maybe 20 girls and we get done and everyone's just staring at me because I am like an emotional wreck. And they're like, are you okay? And I was like, between doing your money healing and then like that day being focused on that subject, I literally like changed my whole life. I, so, and it was so emotional. I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Like, I think I connected like to a younger version of myself. And I like, cause I was literally having a conversation like, Hey, you're going to have everything you want. Like I started telling my younger self, like, stop, like, don't worry. Like you can buy almond milk or whatever the milk that you want one day. And so I had to tell you that because then I went through this whole dark night of the soul. And that's really where I found you because I think I had Mm -hmm. followed you. So I used to be um, the assistant for like three or four months. I was the assistant to a mindfulness coach that I think you may know. Do you know Mm -hmm. Samara Zelniger? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So she, I was like, I had been obsessed with human design when I was like her assistant for like maybe three months. And Mm -hmm. she had sent me your stuff and was like, oh, she, you had like a email or something that mentioned human design. So she forwarded it to me. And so I started getting your emails. I signed up and then I um, ended up, you know, kind of following you. And so I think it was right at that point, I started listening to your podcast just this past summer because I had been going through this dark night of the soul after I had that whole experience. And I was like, I want to work on like healing my money and like figuring this out. So this is very off, this kind of went off track, but I have to tell you all (laughs) of that. And I want my podcast to listen to know, like that experience has you tied into that. And it's such an embodiment going back to human design of when we learn parts of ourselves and we and we get closer to our energy we go through this deconditioning process and so not only does that happen like with someone like me who does human design all the time but that happens with someone like you and that enables you to be able to show up in your gifts and then for the rest of us to be able to learn from those and so when we're all in alignment to our energy Mm. it gives everyone else permission to be in alignment. So thank you. <laughs> oh my God, babe, what a gift to receive this from you today. And you know what? I think that what this is, it's so healing for me because, you know, sometimes like, as you mentioned about business being very challenging, yeah, it brings up so much. Like when things aren't working or when you're not sure what to do next. And I can get very bogged down. Like even just today, I'm working from home, but I'm doing a lot of like numbers stuff and looking at our expenses and all these different things. And, you know, like getting to have the gift of you telling me this is just like, I always say that the thing that keeps me on track and never giving up is because of who I do this for. And the the gift I just received from you sharing this is, you know, when I trust my creative flow, which is really important for me as a person, who knows how that's going to impact someone else's life. And all I have to do is trust that part of myself. And that is just like, that's something I'll hold with me, you know, forever, because sometimes I will get so bogged in like the things to do. And I'll forget about my creativity. And I feel like recently, I just made a lot of really big changes with the business that actually have returned me to this creative state. Because the creativity is why the business even exists, like Mm -hmm. the meditations or the podcasts or the things that I've just created by trusting that deeper part of myself and then creating from it. You know, so you've just really given me such a reminder that I'm on the right path. So thank you for that, babe. And I'm so honored Mm -hmm. that what a beautiful vision. I've had visions like that before, and they're just prolifically powerful. It's just amazing. Yeah. Changed my whole life. I haven't, I haven't been the same since. So yeah. um, And I think too, I was going to say that just with you talking about like being in alignment, being a creatrix, like being an entrepreneur, a lot of times is just being a creatrix and stepping into that. And so true. I, I don't remember the name of this book and I haven't even read it, but someone told me I was on a, I was on another podcast. I was being interviewed and the host was telling me about a book that she read that um, I need to, I need to re-listen and buy this book. But basically it was a story about this girl who, and maybe you're, maybe you'll know what this is when I'm talking about it, um, where she had this idea of writing a book. It was an author and she started like kind of writing the beginning portions of this book and she stopped. And then maybe years or months later, she met someone who, who was like at like an author's or writer's like retreat or something. And she ended up becoming really good friends with this person. And she was like, Hey, I want you to read my 
um, what is it like your manuscript for this book that I wrote? And she wrote the book that the other girl had started to write like the exact same book and they had never had that conversation. And so I think the, the whole like point of the book is, and I guess it's not giving anything away because that's what the girl told me. Essentially, if we have, if there's an idea, the world will try and manifest it. So anyone that Mm -hmm. you, if you, if you get an idea, it's like planted inside of you. And so it's up to you to, you know, respond or see if it's right for you and using your human design or your authority to decide if it's something that's right for you to do. And if it's not, it will plant, the universe will plant that idea in someone else who can potentially Mm. bring it forward. And so I just love that. And sometimes I think about that with like being an entrepreneur, like a creatrix is like, if you don't do it, someone else will. And not to like get people in a hurry, but it's like, you are meant to get these ideas because they need to be taken into the world at the state that it's in and whatever capacity. So, so I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So going back to you being a manifesting generator, I want to just wrap it up with, you know, asking you like with being a manifesting generator, what is like, or I guess in just human design in general, like what is the number one thing that you like love so far about human design or your favorite, way that you've learned or just kind of closing it with like a a love note to human design from your perspective? Oh, I love that. Well, a couple months ago, I went to Hawaii with two of my best friends and I arrived and I told uh, Mama Kauai, I was like, I'm here to open my heart and I'm here to heal and I'm here to enjoy myself. Guide. And then the next morning I woke up, I could barely get out of bed. My whole body was throbbing. My heart was racing. My feet, my hands were cold. I had the most excruciating headache of my life. And I learned that I was basically that day I was about to start my cycle. I was iron deficient because Mm -hmm. I had been going and going and going and going and not eating enough. My my old eating style was like, I'm going to stand. I'm going to watch things. I'm going to learn. I'm going to barely eat because I am too busy and I have too much going on and I have too much, too many fun things to do. Eating is so boring. So <laughs> that used to be my attitude. And so while I was there, I actually ended up losing my, well, losing quote unquote, but I did not have a vacation. I was so sick and it really took until like me getting home to feel better. And I basically took that as a download that I needed to learn some things about myself. And the main thing that came through was about eating properly. So I'd remembered when one of my best friends, Gala, um, who's a manifester, she had told me, Hey, you should look at your eating or I don't think this is what it's called, but it's like your, your eating the style digestion. Human design. Yeah. Digestion. Determination so is like she, the formal name. Yeah. Yeah. So she had told me about that months before and I was like, boring, calm atmosphere, boring, never doing that. Then I had this massive crash and burn when I was away. And then when I came back, I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and listen to that on uh, Jenna Zoe's app. And so I listened to it over and over and over again. And the amount of magic and massive transformation that happened within a week and a half of me sitting down and eating meals, even right before I got on this call with you, I was like, girl, I know you're having fun and you're working, you're crunching numbers and you're in your happy place, but you got to go sit down and eat lunch. Like you need to eat lunch. So the love note I want to say is like that little gift of like calm atmosphere, how to honor my digestion, like unlocking the gifts that I have by actually eating properly has transformed my life over the last two months. I was so out of balance and so out of whack. And it's so funny. Who would have thought that like, I'd finally listen because I heard it on like my human design app. And that was just, you know, I feel like it's gifted me this whole other level of life and brilliance that I didn't have access to before because I looked at eating as like a, like a nuisance. I mean, that's really sad, but I, I did. And that's obviously very privileged too. It is a gift to eat. But at the same time, I was just like, I just was like, I'm my old story was like, I'm too busy for this. And I don't want to sit down and do this. And now like it's part of my meditation where like I sit down and I'd say in a given day, 
85% of my meals are eaten in total silence and without my phone. And that's a big deal for me. So I'm very grateful that I learned that about my human design. um, Because as I said, unlocking that one little thing, it's just made a massive difference in my energy and my output made it even better. I love that. And um, it's such an interesting thing to play with too, because it's such a deeper layer in our human design. But I think when you're ready for it, it makes such Mm -hmm. a transformation. And I'm going to gift you. So I do these guidebooks and they're like, they go into all the deep layers of your chart and I'll gift you one after, I think oh, I have your birth you. info. I think you, you yeah. put it in the form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'll send it to you later this evening, but it's it's so cool to kind of see what your digestion is in some of these deeper layers. And again, like human design is just like a journey. So see if it makes a difference. And if it doesn't, maybe it's just not the right time for someone like you that's like really been aligned with being a manifesting generator and probably using that sacral, the strategy and authority of your chart is like, that's now when like you're able to kind of access that and go, wow, this is actually making a massive difference in my life. So that's so cool. Where is the perfect moment? (laughs) Yeah. Where can people find you? Um, How can they work with you? Oh yeah. So I'm very active on Instagram, just at Natalia underscore Benson. And my website is nataliabenson.com. You will see it is like a manifesting generator a dream over there. I've got, you know, my business school, my money membership, my financial empowerment membership, ways to work with me one-to-one. So everything is over there on the site. And then, yeah, of course, if you heard me here, I'd love to, to meet you. So just shoot me a DM over on IG. I'm so grateful you had me, babe. This was really, really special. And I love just having a little human design geek moment because I've just gotten really into it lately. Yeah, well, I love it. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. If this episode has energized you, I ask you to share it or to send it to someone where it can make a big difference in their life. And please tag me with your shares, something you learned from this episode or that you love from it. I'm at the design of you on Instagram. Also, please DM with questions or feedback or whatever. I love to stay in touch with you. Thank you so much for your support and consider subscribing to this podcast and leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow together. Thank you. And I love you oh so, so much. See you soon.